Now, the latest news on Tasmanian racing. Turk Warrior kicked out by two and a half, three, now four. What an exciting youngster he is. Turk Warrior goes down to win brilliantly. Mystic Journey over the top takes the lead. She is one for him to make up. Mystic Journey's won the All-Star by an elected reporter. Here's the inevitable flashing down the outside. Oh, the little champ's going to do them. First accused hit the front, but on the outside, the inevitable. Dash past and won brilliantly. Oh, gee, how good is he? It's time for Tassie Time. Tassie Time is presented by Ladbrokes Summer Racing Festival. It's on right across Tasmania, right across summer. Racing on centre stage in the festival of all things Tasmania has to offer. And all the info you need is at summerracingfestival.com.au. And it has been a hot start to the Summer Racing Festival. Plenty to talk about with our man Peter Staples from the Apple Isle. How are you, Pete? I'm good, thanks, Michael. Looking forward to the next few weeks. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, we're going to get down there for uh, Matty Stewart and Dan Malecki for the Hobart Cup, and then I'll uh, head down there for the Launceston Cup with Matty, and we can't wait. It is uh, a great time of the year. And just looking back on the results last week, we were talking in the lead-up to Dunkel, who I think he ended up starting about a dollar twenty-six, and he got the job done, but, gee, it was a battle in the straight. Dunkel after two lengths away is Royal and Tough and Happy Clan. Soul Choice still in front. Dunkel taking a long time to get there. Soul Choice the inside. Dunkel is going to get the head in front on the line, I think. Dunkel, yep. Dunkel and Nick. Soul Choice was very brave, the filly. Yeah, she was very brave, uh, Soul Choice. And uh, you got the feeling he was always going to get there, but for those who took the shorts, it was heart in your mouth stuff. Well, it would have been, Michael. But look, they've run their last 633.58. So you can imagine, um, you know, uh, Harry Coffey got away with um, Blue Murder virtually early in the race because she led. Sorry, Jordan Childs, I meant. Um, and look, it's, you know, she's a good filly, um, a really good filly. Um, but the way Dunkel hit the line, um, boy, he's a he's a really progressive young stayer. And um, I don't understand why the connections and Patrick Payne are excited about his prospects in the future. Um, so I'm sure she was game. She'll go to the Strut Stakes now um, on Derby Day. So Dunkel the Derby and Soul Choice in the Strut Stakes, which is a traditional listed race lead up to the Oaks on the 19th. Um, she went home after uh, last Friday's race. I spoke to Adrian Bott through the week and he said that uh, she's done extremely well since that run she's uh the trips done of the world are good so that's a good thing um and she'll come back she'll start gary white's stable on the week of the uh the derby strut stakes day and uh, then she'll most likely stay in tassie until the 19th but they'll make that decision um after she runs in the strut stakes they're going to dominate uh those races sole choice especially uh in the strut stakes in the lead up to the guineas and you could imagine Dunkel in the Derby. Do you think we might have a bit of a smallish field this year in the Derby with the locals wanting to dodge Dunkel? Well, it's a matter of how many locals we've got who want to go in it. That's the start. With, mm. You know, you've, you've, some of them might even be going just to make up numbers, but I don't know what else might come from interstate, but you would think that Dunkel might, you know, have a few thinking twice about making the trip across the water. Um and uh, locally, well, you know, they spaced um, they spaced the rest behind him on Friday night. It was only a small field of six, as you know. So the ones that were in there, um, probably Rowan Hamer's couple, um, in particular Royal and Tough, um, 
you know, he has to have another go at 2,100 metres or 22 for the derby. Um, but the, it's pretty shallow, the depth of stay, young stayers in the state. So um, we'll see what happens. But it's not usually a big one, but uh, um, we'll find out um, next week. The other highlight of the night was the, the Ladbroke Stakes and Rebel Factors, he's just a horse that keeps going from um, strength to strength. Could he be a genuine competitor for the inevitable? I've got no doubt. Mm. I have no doubt. I know that the inevitable is in really good order. Um, um, we went down to a film shoot um, for a promo thing for the All-Star Mile and um, he's, um, you know, he's been you know, touted as a little Aussie battler, which is true because he's gone from uh, being on, a, on the national stage to being a potential superstar to all the dramas they had after the Golden Eagle mishap and uh, um, he never came back but they found a way to get his head right and um, issues that he had with feet and all those sort of things have been well taken care of and he's won four from four or three of those listed races the last three but Rebel Factor, the way that he won the Labroke Stakes, um, and even Brendan McCool said, this horse is serious, really serious. He beat Turk Warrior, Music Edition, Lippy Bow, Bellow Bow. Um, and uh, he gets his chance to go up against the little champ on uh, in the Thomas Lions. Although, I know the connections are thinking about maybe the CFO Stakes, um, which is uh, um, a race that, um, the inevitable go-to instead of the Thomas Lyons. So that'll be interesting if they take on that uh, $750,000 race over 14. Well, I can see the the reasoning. If they want to get votes to ensure that they're in the All-Star Mile, they probably want to get mainland eyes on the inevitable, and it's a, it's a nice little lead-up into the All-Star Mile. You'd think his form alone here would justify his selection as, you know, well, he just needs a, you know, he should be one of the one of the horses that's included anyway. But I'm pretty sure that um, the Connections have got a, a pretty good campaign prepared and I'm sure that because of the horse has got such a huge following in Tassie and he's got a good following interstate that I think the vote should be good. Uh, the promotional campaign that they've got prepared to launch next Monday when voting starts on the 6th of Feb, that yeah, he'll, uh, he'll have an impact. Um, Rebel Factor's going to have to bring his A-game, um, absolute A-game, to be um, a factor in the race, pardon the pun. Um, but boy, you know, I've never seen the inevitable race as well as he's been racing, um, and they've got his feet right, which is fantastic. Yeah, he's flying. Of course, he had um, Rebel Factor's measure in the conquering, but there wasn't much between them, so if they do clash, it would be a, a, a mouth-watering contest as well. And we've got a... A bit of a wait until we see the the sovereign stakes on Sunday, which is the next big meeting, and we get to see uh, the gold sovereign. I should say we get to see that good two year old who won the Elwick Stakes needs sugar, who just absolutely donkey licked them last start. Absolutely. Oh, look, I'm going out to uh, to see uh, Stuart Gandy in about an hour's time, um, and just to do a little piece with uh, with him, um, and I would uh, I would think that. He's uh, he's quietly confident um, about it, but we've got a you know a good field of twelve, and we've got uh, I think we've got four first starters um, that are going to go around in that race, and one of them is from the Adam Trinder stable, uh, Ikigai Katsumi, um, drawn in Spawn Barrier One. Um, the only thing we haven't got is a rider attached to 
um, to her, but uh, he's pretty confident that she might be might be okay. Um, but needs sugar on exposed form. The one she's raced against, um, yeah, she's pretty smart. Probably cans on exposed form. Um, those two will probably be sharing favouritism. Need sugar with probably just in front of cans from the Barry Campbell stable. I had a talk to Barry this morning, and um, he said that she just didn't handle how it just. Darman and got off her and said, no, she is never comfortable, but she's now drawn the outside gate of 12. Um, Need Sugar's drawn nine, of course, but the outside gate's not going to help Kansas' chances. We'll be looking forward to watching that race on Sunday. Um, I know the whole of the, the Tassie Racing Fraternity has been pretty shaken by a, a terrible incident that occurred over the weekend, and it involved um, the stable. Uh, of um, the Yowl stable who's been going... Ben Yowl, yeah. yeah. Ben Yowl stable, sorry, Ben Yowl, who dominates harness racing down there. And Is it four of his, his horses, unfortunately, um, died in the incident? Didn't make it home. And there's a they number of the stable staff also. Was this a, a, a car a car crash that was the situation? Yeah, it was. They were, it was a... Yeah, they um driving a Ranger with uh, a float um, of four. Because actually Ben... ben you know, has a, a lot of horses go to the meetings and nine race card, and he had, I think he had all the runners in one race and uh, a heck of a lot in another and uh, throughout the night. So it's trucks involved and other, other forms of transport, or, you know, SMIC transport and everything else. But uh, unfortunately, this um, the car left the road. There was no other cars involved in it. Um, police investigation will determine um, what happened after they can interview the driver. Um, and those sort of things, and those details will be released in due course. Um, but the five occupants um, were all uh, all needed attention, medical attention, um, and one in particular, um, Bronte Miller, who's um, the leading female driver in Tassie. Um, uh, she suffered um, multiple bone injuries yeah. and um, and a head injury, so she. Um, uh, she's being in hospital, and uh, another driver, um, and then uh, the young, youngest, I think, was fourteen. I think it was the younger brother of Bronte. I'm not quite sure, but uh, anyway, all the details have been pretty much suppressed, um, and until the police investigation is concluded. Um, but the, none of the injuries were life-threatening, um, but it was a tragic, tragic accident. Um, and when the cars left the road and hit a tree stump. Um, and then when the the, the, the float's gone down, and uh, it's unfortunately, um, like I said, none of the four horses made it home, and there's um, absolute tragedy, um, and the injuries as well. Ben Yol, um, he just had to not take calls because he just... Ben Yol is, is runs an incredible business, and one thing Ben is, he's loyal, and he's he, he's just a really good bloke, and he treats his staff well, but he treats them mostly like family. So pretty much this has affected his family, his extended family, and his wife, and they all treat everyone that was involved in that accident um, like family. So it's a pretty hard time for him that he's got to run this enormous business knowing that he's, you know, this has happened. So he has to carry that on his shoulders and also get on with the job of doing the business and mm-hmm. running the business. So... Um, he's got a good team around him, which is good. Um, but we all feel for all the people that were involved in that um, 
that, that accident and hopefully they can all recover and get back to doing what they do. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so with Ben Yol and his team at the moment and those five uh, young drivers and stable hands that were injured in that crash and, and also the connections who have lost four horses in that um, shocking incident. So fingers crossed those uh, can get back to the track uh, that were injured in that accident as soon as possible. Um, what's the latest in the world of Greyhound Race in Tasmania, Pete? Yeah, well, we had the heats of the Launceston Group 2 Launceston Cup, and that's run on the final run this Saturday night. Um, group 2 event, and uh, well, we had uh, the Hobart 1000 winner, Fernando Mick, and uh, Tassie's fastest dog, uh, Nalem Fencer, they were in a heat, and um, they turned the corner, you know, four or five lengths in front, and they were going to a ding-dong duel to the line. Nalem Fencer's just got the better of Fernando Mick that won the Hobart 1000, um, and then along came Fast Manardi, Paul Hilly's dog, and he just went whoosh, and uh, got up one by half length, and uh, He's um, he's a dog that we're probably not going to see the best of him until he gets over 600 metres plus. But um, the way that he won that heat, um, if he's within Kui of them uh, in the final on Saturday night, they'll certainly know he's about if he can get some clear racing room. But the fastest heat winner was um, Benny England, Winburn Ruby. And uh, she, she drew two, she led, and uh, she uh, put him to the sword and then went Wisho. But she's drawn one. Um, so she'll be vying for favourite with um, Fernando Mick. He's drawn two, so he's a very, very good dog, Fernando Mick, as we know. And uh, David Gogiel is, uh, was wrapped when he won the 1,000, and he was hoping to get uh, win the double. Um, so if he does um, win the... Uh, he does win this race. Um, the connections get a $25,000 bonus as part of the $100,000 triple treat uh, that's put up by Ladbrokes to win the uh, Devonport or the Chase, the Devonport Chase, the Hobart Thousand, and the Lonnie Cup. Win any two of them, you get twenty-five grand. So that's uh, that's a little carrot there if uh, Fernando Mick gets the chocolates. Well, it's all happening in Tasmania, Pete. Appreciate the update as always. We'll do it again next week. And barrier draw for Hobart Cup next Wednesday, mate, at eleven o'clock. So we'll come on air before that, but. Uh, I'll have all the preludes and we'll know who's going to be running around in the Hobart Cup. Can't wait. Good on you, Pete. Pete Staples for Tassie Time.